Welcome to episode 31 of The Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Dude, episode 31 is finally here. It, it is. <laughs> I've, 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 we've heard from the people. They wanted us back. Here we are. Our long national nightmare is over. We're back. <laughs> we are back, and we're better than ever. Back and better than ever. Were we Happy really, summer, everyone. Were we really ever good, though? Mm, yeah. Yeah, we're always good. We're always, always fun. We're always on point. We're always on point. We're always man. On point. It's, it's, it's finally summer, like you said. It finally feels like summer outside. I know. I this know. winter has gone on forever. Holy shit! I was I was recounting the other day to some folks um, who don't live in DC wait, what it was like. Wait, what? There are what? folks who don't live in DC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were visiting. I'm sorry. And I was I was telling them how. Trump had been president for like a week. La, la, and, la, la, la. <laughs> and Lauren and I were packing. We were going to go skiing in Vermont and we were packing and all Lauren our and stuff I were up. Packing because we're, and we're moving we're out of the heat. country. We're moving and, out of the country. And we looked at each other like, wow, we can't wait to get the fuck out of DC. And it's like that. I think that was, he'd been president for a week. He's been president for how long now? I, I oh my know. God. A long time. He's oh, been president, I think, for like, it feels like. I don't know, five and a half years? <laughs> Feels like 15 and a half years. It's a long time coming, and it's oh. been like five months. Dude, <laughs> I was, I was, uh, I did an interview on Canadian broadcasting this week on, on my day. new book. Good day. Yeah, good day. Good, good day. day. Take off, eh? Hey, hey, hey take off, eh? Um, so I was on Canadian broadcasting talking about my new book, False Dawn. And um, get it on Amazon.com. Get it on Amazon. Stephen's new book, False Dawn, which is actually, not surprisingly, a very good book. Oh, well, thank you very much. Congratulations on the publication. Thank you you very much. Um, So I was on the set, and, you know, they were putting the earpiece in and the microphone or whatever, and we were watching, we were waiting for the for Trump to come out and announce what he was going to do about the Paris climate. agreement and the guy who's hooking me up just looks at me and he goes every damn day every damn day every damn day was he canadian or was he american they're all canadian in there yeah but they you know they do like two-year tours they must hate whatever so like they send their techs and all those guys down to do it are they taking Um, jobs away from americans They, they must be. Well, you know, I gotta now that we're not in the Paris climate uh, cl- climate pact, maybe you know Americans will get more jobs. Yeah, but we're, we're in NAFTA still. <laughs> That's right. We stayed That's in right. NAFTA. I thought we're that staying, was a terrible gonna, deal. Actually, it's not a terrible deal. Um, I, I think Donald Trump I, said it was a bad deal. Yeah, well, he's going to it's so bad he's going to stay in it and just renegotiate it and I think that both the Mexicans and the Canadians are pretty happy to renegotiate after. It's also, been 20 plus years. I also heard yeah. that the Iran nuclear deal was a bad deal. Yep. And we're, and, and we're staying in that too. We're staying in that too. Uh the president actually signed uh the sanctions waivers as he was getting on the plane to go to Saudi Arabia on May 19th. Um Huh. 
I don't know whether he had to sign it, but the administration actually, you know, went ahead with sanctions waivers. Um, Does he put in a big X where his name should go? Because <laughs> he can't in really. Crayon. He doesn't know how to spell his name. In, in magic marker. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. But then you know, it's the worst deal ever. Then they agree to these sanctions waivers. They certify, you know, that in order to have these sanctions waivers, you have to certify that the Iranians are actually keeping up their end of the deal. Wait, wait. And, they are. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. So, huh, they're actually keeping up their end of the, of the agreement. <laughs> they are indeed. That has not stopped yes. either uh, the House or the Senate or actually this administration from thinking about um, new sanctions on Iran that yeah. are outside the purview of the JCPOA for other, mm-hmm. for other kinds of bad behavior. Oh. Um are so, we keeping up our end of the deal? I think that we are, yeah. I I'm think just, we are. I'm just checking. There's you know. there's no evidence to suggest that we, we haven't. And in fact, with the certification that the Iranians are adhering to it, uh, we and we waive sanctions, we, we are adhering to it. But what was the irony was that he, he did that and then went to Saudi Arabia and had some very tough words uh, about the Iranians, which right. you know, I guess it only the only thing that matters, and I guess, is is you know the the, the theatrics of this all, right? Um, because uh, the Gulf states, the leaders of the Gulf states, and the, and the other leaders who were there were just over the moon with the president, sure, uh, being Wait, in Saudi Arabia. Did, did he when when Trump was in Saudi Arabia? Did he bring up the fact that fifteen of the nineteen hijackers on nine eleven were Saudi <laughs> nationals? It was. It was. It was. I think. Um, An oversight on the part of the president. When he discussed the fact that Iran was the central node of terrorism in the region, which Iran is a bad actor. I mean, let's face it. Iran has enabled the the murder of hundreds of thousands of people in Syria, supports Hezbollah, a variety of other groups. But but if we want to talk about extremism and we want to be fair about responsibility here, there was not... An Iranian national who right. was part of the team of hijackers who took planes on September 11, 2001. But there were 15 Saudi right. nationals. So, and not, not a word was said about that in Saudi Arabia because we don't want to offend our hosts. Now, no, there, we're, we're, I, we're I, all on board together in countering violent extremism. You know that picture of the president yes, and, and the, the Saudi orb? king and the Egyptian leader holding on to that orb? Yeah, that, that orb, that glowing orb, was the is. It's actually a globe of the world. It's to it, it's the symbol of the new countering violent extremism center oh, in, nice. in Riyadh. Yeah, so but it's. I mean, if you're going to do that, you're going to have to you're going to have to counter some Saudi clerics and, and are they going <laughs> right to counter right wing Christian fanatics in this no. country? No, no. Okay, so let me go back to the Saudi trip for didn't one second. Didn't they take? Wait, wait. Didn't they when when the administration came in? Didn't you know the Obama administration had included right wing, uh, violent uh, militia groups in this country in its countering violent extremism yeah, we efforts? We took that. We off took the that list. off the list, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So General that, General Kelly. <laughs> who's allegedly one of the adults in the administration? There are who no is adults in the a right wing, far right wing kook? I saw him speak recently. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess he he didn't think that those people were extremists or could do any harm to the yeah, United States. Yeah, what could they possibly do wrong? Right. Other than, Except for the fact know. that they're arming up and 
You sent me that article from the New York Times. They're, yeah, well, I mean, yes, I sent you that article showing, about the, the alt-right groups that are now on the streets, you know, to pound left-wingers in the head. <laughs> but also, you know, no joke, last week a, a right-wing white supremacist killed two people in Portland, Oregon, who right. tried to come to the defense of two young Muslim women who were being harassed by this murderer. <laughs> And, um, and then there's the case at the University of Maryland, a, a Bowie uh, State student, horrible, African American young horrible. man, was also, killed and, by this and a member of the U.S. military. And a, and a right, exactly, uh, yep. killed at a bus shelter late at night yep. by a uh, University of Maryland College Park student who identifies with uh, the alt right. Uh, that's what they're saying. They're saying that the right uh, wing white nationalism is on the rise on college campuses. I think that's fake Crazy. news. I think that's fake news. <laughs> yeah, it must be fake news. Because, I mean, when does is, when is a white person ever hurt anybody else? Yeah, there's no such thing as white terrorism. When does a white Christian person ever hurt anyone? Ever. I don't know. Six what? million? Uh, oh. number six million comes wait, to mind. That has nothing to do with America, though. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, in Native Americans. Oh, did we... They, did we do any harm to them when we came? <laughs> Did we hurt any Africans when we brought Africa, them over no, here? No, no. How about the warehousing of young mm. African American men? Warehousing and enslaving. And, uh, yeah, and when I when I'm Does saying when I'm, when I'm talking about warehousing, I'm not talking about working at Costco. Oh. <laughs> I think actually Costco is a good place to work. It is a great place. Relative to a lot of other places. (laughs) Right. But it it was the first warehouse that came to mind because Lauren went to Costco yesterday and I missed it, which bums me out. I actually like Costco. I really love that you're now equating warehousing of African-Americans with Costco. I'm not. I'm not. It's just the first thing that came to mind. It was the word association warehouse. Because everybody likes going to Costco. Oh, Costco's awesome. You can't walk out of Costco without dropping at least 200 bucks. 200? I'd love to get out of there with 200. It got so bad that I said, I started to, and a lot of it was my fault. I was like, we totally need this. Um, <laughs> I totally we, need five, I, <laughs> five gallons of blueberry jam. <laughs> exactly. These sardines, you what a great deal. Are you kidding? I, we, 20, we had to make a list. cans of sardines. It's a great deal. Right, exactly. We had to make a list and start sticking to it. The other thing I was buying, I was buying like a lot of socks and T-shirts there. It's like Costco's my clothier. <laughs> I bought a dinner jacket there last week. <laughs> it actually fits pretty well. Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's very nice. Where do we start here? Oh, white ring, white, white, Wait, but before, right? I want to go back to Saudi Arabia for a minute. Oh, okay, right. Okay, sorry. So on this trip to Saudi. Mm-hmm. Did we sell them anything? Oh, yeah. What did we sell them? We sold them... Billions and billions of beautiful weapons. Yeah. Like, Although, much... in fairness, in fairness, that was essentially the Obama doctrine, too. Although, President okay, Obama did not I... refer to them as beautiful weapons. But I have a point that I'm trying to get to. Go. So, how much in weapons did we sell them? $110 billion. $110 billion. And then... Was there a donation made to uh, Ivanka Trump's foundation <laughs> by the Saudis? I believe there was, although technically speaking, yeah. this is, from what I understand, the the kind of Twitter social media outrage over this yeah. was 
off the mark as these things often are. Well, that's what um, I'm asking. That this is something that's being done through a UN agency. It's not like it's not like the Clinton global. I, at least I mean, I wasn't paying that much attention to it because I was more focused on what was going on with the what the president was actually doing and saying. Yeah. Um, but I think that the I think the Twitter outrage was was misplaced, misplaced. on this one. Yeah. Okay, but even so. Yeah. The optics. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. Of not course. looking good. No, no. What, when, when has it looked good for this administration? I mean, I mean in, in the, the fucking guy. Its, in, in the eyes of his core uh, constituents, it, it always looks good. I guess. He I can't guess. Do and when wrong. He, he's the king and when he's, savior. He's no, and when Jesus he stood Christ up. personified. <laughs> if Jesus Christ came back as a fat, rich, orange. obnoxious, orange, <laughs> stupid <laughs> asshole. You know what? He's like a creamsicle, and I hate creamsicles. Hey. They suck. Hey. Those orange things, hey. they suck. I got You know what? what? I got to disagree with you on this one. Uh, if they had, if there was like a, if there I was like a crate of, of creamsicles at Costco, and it was like five bucks, I'd be like, this is a shitty deal because creamsicles suck. Let me tell you something. What? I just. I'd much rather have a strawberry shortcake than a creamsicle. Fuck you. <laughs> I just went to the key food on Amsterdam Avenue between 86 wow. and 85th. That's so New York, the key food. The yeah, key food. And believe me, if you go in there, it is New York. <laughs> and there was a special on ice cream. Yeah. And I got the creamsicle ice uh. cream. Two for five dollars. Oh my god, dude! When I can find Horrible. two for five dollars of that, I feel like I won the lottery. Oh god, that's it's, terrible. It's awesome. It's terrible. And but, I eat um, a lot of ice cream. <laughs> but why that? I mean, because like Ben good. and Jerry's, dude. Yeah. Creamsicles, nasty. It's good. Um, it's good stuff. And you he, know why? Uh, Let me what? tell you one more reason why I like it. Because my kids don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that that way I know that it's mine. That's right. That's right. Oh, uh, uh, you bought that? We hate that. Good. <laughs> so don't fucking touch it. It's mine. <laughs> Stay away, kids. Assholes. Get <laughs> your goddamn hands off my ice cream. Wait, what? <laughs> I know, sorry. like... No, I like when, you know, we're we're out to dinner somewhere and Maddie or Mia, one of them wants to taste something on my plate oh and I kind of get this look on my face and then yeah. Lauren looks at me like, you would take food from your child's mouth. You're a bad And you know father. what I'm thinking? You know what I'm thinking? Hell yes, yeah. Yeah, because it's my food. And oh, you know what? Kids. They're not starving <laughs> and they they can have entree envy if they want. This is my dinner. No, no, I'm not sharing. I don't want to. And then I get this look. I mean, this is all going on in my head. I'm not saying this or articulating this. No, but she's and I'm thinking she's she's thinking I'm the worst parent on the face of the earth because I won't give like a morsel of my awesome whatever I'm eating to either of my beautiful daughters, which I don't want to do, but I do it anyway. You know what? My kids always eat off my plate. And I can't say anything, but then, like, God forbid, I ask them to try something. <laughs> and I get, like, the smallest morsel. I'm like, really? Can you spare it? These <laughs> kids, man, they're ingrates. They really are. Just like, if ingrates. my dad asked me for something, it wasn't a request. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's exactly order. right. Although, I, I, uh, I, def- I often ignored orders. And Take I out c- the garbage. Later. Oof. That was... That was 
I think when I was between I was fourteen and seventeen, that's the only thing we ever said to each other. Later, take out the garbage. Later, later. Yeah, <laughs> my kids always put me clean off up your room. Their, yeah, later, and they always say I'll do it later. It's like, well, what are you doing? Uh, oh, I forgot Netflix is on. You're watching Netflix. You're binge watching Friends for the eighteenth time. <laughs> um, the other big news of this week was um, we pulled out. We we pulled out. We pulled out of Paris. Nobody has ever pulled out of Paris. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Nazis were forced to withdraw. From Paris. They did. There was a forceful withdrawal from Paris. There was a fight in 1945. <laughs> we're out of the Paris Climate Agreement. Well, I mean, I we're hope- in good company, though. Yeah, Syria, Syria and Nicaragua. Well, but there's a, there's a there's a footnote to the Nicaraguan thing. You're they right. didn't join it because they didn't feel like it was strong enough. It's not tough enough, so they're like, not "Fuck this!" Enough. You know what? At right. least they've got principles. We have no principles. <laughs> we but if you it's think, all what? it's all because of Oklahoma. Remember that? Remember because the there were five hundred total jobs in Oklahoma. No, because you have Senator James Inhofe, uh, fucking climate, climate denier in chief, and then you have. That fuck Scott Pruitt, who's the yeah. who was the attorney general of of Oklahoma, who just spent the entire time that he was the attorney general not doing anything other than suing the EPA, who is now the administrator of the EPA. There's a there's a big story about this in the, in the Washington Post this morning about how he was this singularly influential voice when it, it, it on getting out of the Paris Climate Agreement. Why is he, anyone listening he prevailed. to this? Why is anyone listening to this fuckhole? This Oki? I thought Ivanka Trump was supposed to be the voice of reason when it came to the environment. Nope. Scott Pruitt. And there's all these things that the EPA is now not doing. Like, you know, they're relaxing rules on mercury and drinking water and relaxing rules on methane, which is a terrible... Methane is really, really bad for the environment and contributes a lot to... Global climate change. There's all the, the list, of, the things that they listed on the, in the New York Times today. It, it, made, it made me so angry. I, I started having like violent thoughts about about Scott Pruitt. Well, um, as long as they're as long as they remain thoughts, that's okay. <laughs> that's exactly. But let right. me ask no. you. Let me ask you. I mean, you, I hope I, you know. This, what, I hope it's a hundred and fifty fucking degrees in Oklahoma every single day this summer. Yeah. I hope those fucking people melt. But you know what? They will not connect the dots. No. Let me ask you no. something, though. All of this Go. deregulation of the environment, does right. it really make our businesses more competitive? In, in fact, there are all of these huge companies and businesses that, that say— saying, don't do this. Don't do this. It's actually clean, good— you know, clean alternative energy is is good for the economy. We have more jobs. There's 130,000 coal miners in this country. There's three <clears throat> times that many jobs in, in clean energy. At least three times that many so, jobs in clean so energy. So how is it that, uh, that we're in the thrall of these micro-special S- interest groups? Because Scott Pruitt, the president, and others around him are captured by the coal. They're captured by the, by the dirty energy uh, lobby. Because there's some, like, except for the fact that ExxonMobil was uh, against getting out of the that's climate. That's right. There, there's uh, some weird notion that coal mining is manly. American? It's manly. American. It's American. And this is what men do. They work in the coal mines until they drop dead of black lung. <laughs> of black of, lung at uh, the age at, of 40. At the age of 38. 
So this it's is so fucking heroic. This is our macho culture at work. So <laughs> green bullshit. technology jobs are obviously it's effeminate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you have to be effeminate to climb up one of those 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 windmills that are what 150, 200 feet off the ground that's and fix so, those. That's so European. Ugh. And you know, God. European is a synonym for weak, soft, passive. You know. All I know is it took me 20 minutes in Berlin to get to and from the airport using public transportation. Nice. That was nice. I, once, no. I, went, I went to the airport uh, in Berlin using public transportation, and a bunch of right-wing skinheads got on the train that I was on. <laughs> you were like, out of here. I'm like, oh, hey, guys. I know you like <laughs> seeing me on the train. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I can't believe we pulled out. I wish it's, Donald I, it's Trump's not, father had pulled out. <laughs> Fred. I wish Fred. Fred, how come you didn't pull out, I, Fred? I wish KKK, uh, <laughs> maybe not member, but fellow traveler Fred Trump had pulled out <laughs> of his Scottish bride. Oh, <laughs> God. Think of all the problems we wouldn't have right now if Fred had pulled out. We'd have different problems. We would have different problems, we, but we wouldn't have we wouldn't have creamsicle problems. No, wait, enough with the creamsicle. <laughs> but you know what? If it wasn't Trump, it would be some other fucking asshole Can, because our system right. is fucked. Well, I mean, this is what we've been talking about, and and this you know people talk. Oh, Trump, he may you know we'll see what the Russia investigation does, and so on and so. On. So we'll get Mike Pence. Yeah, all of these people, everything that has happened domestically, all domestic policy. This is the Mike Pence agenda. Uh, Donald Trump had no idea who Scott Pruitt was, but I'm sure Mike Pence and his his network yeah, of right wing holy rules. rollers absolutely did. So I'm sh- Betsy DeVoe, all of these crazy people, yeah. the, the Tom Price, all what these crazy. These are education. the Mike Pence people. What? what do we need public education for anyway? Well, they want to. There is a good reason for it because if you keep. The American people, as stupid as they are, they will continue to elect people like Donald Trump. That's a good point. You know, right? I was sitting the other night um, at a book event for a friend of mm. mine. Huh. Was I, it good? It was, yeah, it was really interesting. It was at the Council on Foreign Relations. Uh, I can't remember the name of the book. Okay, yeah. I think it was something like Red Dawn. <laughs> No, 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 it wasn't Red Dawn. I think it False Dawn. False Dawn. False Dawn. Yeah, yeah, Oh, False Dawn by Stephen A. Cook. It was your book. It was your book event. It was like my bar mitzvah. It was better than your bar mitzvah. The food was really good, by the way. The food was good. It was. The food was top notch. But the event was great. And as I'm sitting there listening to you and your boss talk, my esteemed boss, You're, yes. Yeah. I thought to myself, I think that America is becoming a failed state. <laughs> like, That's right, because we... We're ungovernable. There was there were there were things that we were talking about. I know you told me because yeah, we, 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 we went back to your we went back to your house and you yeah. had a you had a very nice after party <laughs> and it was lovely and thank you again for that. Yeah, sure. And you pulled me aside and you said, you know, when you and Haas were talking about this stuff really? about stuff going on in Turkey, <laughs> the only thing I could think of was the United States. I was like, shit. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. Exactly. I was sitting there with Michael Brooks. Of Majority Report, 
Shout out to Michael Brooks who's from friend, Majority who's Report. Who's a friend of the Amen Corner and a friend of yours and a friend of mine and a friend to all of us. And who does the best Sebastian Gorka impression right. of all time. And if we others. could figure out our technology here, we'd have him on. We'll have Gorka. So I'm <laughs> sitting there with him and we're listening to this and they're talking about how Turkey unfortunately could become a model for the rest of the Middle East in terms of its slide to author- towards authoritarianism. And I'm thinking, I don't see the Middle East in this analysis as much as I see the U.S. <laughs> in this analysis. I'm like, fuck, we're going to be Turkey. In fact. It scared the hell out of me. I'm sitting it. I there know. with a big smile on my face, and I'm like, I'm petrified right now. <laughs> in fact, I know, I know because you don't have my, you know, you're not constantly monitoring my Twitter feed, but something That's crazy will happen. <laughs> Something crazy will happen in the United States, and I'll tweet about it, or I'll tweet the headline, and then I'll do a hashtag. That's so Turkey. <laughs> so, like when 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 that guy in was it Montana, Wyoming, beat up the the it's reporter from Mont- the from, Montana. From he beat up the reporter from the Guardian. I tweeted the story, and I said, "That's, that's, that's so Turkey. Turkey." Yeah, dude, is it a surprise that a reporter gets beat up by a political by a politician in the U.S. Given the environment that we're operating? No, in? not at all. In not fact, that same that same politician had joked how there at another event how there were a lot more of him and his supporters than there were of the journalists. You know, kind of like that they could kick their asses. Did you and, hear, did you hear the audio of that? Altercation. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking horrible. It is. <laughs> the just, guy wasn't being overly aggressive. He was He's being, just like, hey, there's not he going to be enough time afterwards. He was right. doing his job and asking questions of and our you know elected officials or our candidates for elected dude, office. Dude, that was the fourth incident in like a, a, the last two weeks where journalists were either getting their asses kicked or, or arrested. <laughs> For doing their jobs in the United States of America. Wait, what, what journalists have been arrested? Because you know that's my red line. There was a, a guy who was trying to ask the Secretary of Health and Human Services, Tom Price, a question. I don't know where they were in. Somewhere in the middle of the country. Shocking, right? Um, and he he was arrested. He was arrested for asking these questions. They're saying, you know, he was the he was interfering with a political leader or some bullshit thing, and they arrested him. That does not sound good. Is he still in jail? No, no, no. He's out. He's out. But I mean, this is the kind of outrageous stuff. And I, I'll tell you, did he pull uh, out? It's, it's he, he was pulled out of jail. He was pulled out. Um, Okay. He's got pulled out. Um, he got pulled out. This is the kind of thing that's going to continue to happen because this is popular stuff. What's this, popular? Like telling, the, like arresting journalists? No, beating up journalists, telling them the enemy. This resonates with the with the base, with the basest instincts of the base of the 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 radical right, which has captured the Republican Party. This is something that is that resonates deeply. That's popular with them. Right. And, and you know what? You can look at us pulling out of the climate accord in the same light. Because no, absolutely. this resonates with the base. So right. It has and, nothing and whatsoever to do with creating jobs. Nothing. nothing. Or it resonates nothing. with the base. And, right. and so far, he can point to zero accomplishments. Zero. In his administration. Nothing. All of his promises, except for, for this one. So even if he wanted to, he had to do something to at least show his base, the basis of the base. 
that he is that, that he's a man. That he's a man and he's standing up to the world. You know what? Fuck you and your climate. <laughs> he's the, he was elected to represent Pittsburgh, not Paris. Which is funny. manly Which steel we, my st- st- steel producing Pittsburgh against wine swigging <laughs> Parisians. Meanwhile, yeah, meanwhile, as you pointed out before yes. we went on, Pittsburgh voted for Hillary Clinton overwhelmingly because <laughs> do you know why Pittsburgh has reinvented itself. It is a <laughs> Rust Belt city that reinvented itself through education. Uh, science, science, technology. Yes, exactly. So that Carnegie Mellon University of Pittsburgh. That's actually a thriving city with a large um, professional class. And, uh, big surprise, they voted Democrat. Are there, is there even a steel mill left in Pittsburgh? There's probably like a museum, like a, <laughs> a replica of one. Like, hey, this is a working steel they mill. They should change the name of the Steelers to, to like the, I don't know, the The Pittsburgh. Carnegie Mellons. <laughs> the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh technologists. I the don't Pittsburgh know. Melons. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Melons. <laughs> um, like, what the fuck? All these people from Pittsburgh must be like, what? No, we you know, didn't elect him. Yeah, we didn't vote for him. You know what I noticed about Pittsburgh sports teams? What about them? They, all, they wear yellow. They all wear yellow and black. Yeah. Yeah, Which I wonder is, what that's about. Well, I mean, it started, I guess, with the Steelers, and then everybody adopted the colors. But it makes, you know, the whole city's got that one color scheme. So yeah. in New York, we have a bunch of different teams and a bunch of different color schemes. And right. in the rest of the country, it's, it's anything goes. Like, right. you think, look at the Lakers and the Dodgers in L.A. Right. Their colors are the same. the Lakers and the Kings used to wear the same colors. Used, but now the Kings wear black and silver. Used to. Used to. So I'm saying that Pittsburgh is the only city that remains faithful to that one right. color scheme right. for all the Knicks, teams. The Knicks and the Mets wear a similar color That's scheme. True. Similar. And the Islanders. Yeah, but there's too much white in the Islanders. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. In their, in their hockey sweaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Nets went totally off with their color yeah. scheme. It's black and white. Right, right, right. Um, and again, who are they matching up to anyway? The other nice. Brooklyn team, which I've is never been to. P- People tell me Pittsburgh is very nice. Pittsburgh is lovely. We what? went to a, a Pirates game at a at the uh-huh. beautiful stadium there. Uh-huh. We had a ridiculous sandwich at Promonte Brothers. So, so Pittsburgh's not like it's portrayed in like the the Deer Hunter. I don't think they were from Pittsburgh. I think they were from Western. They were Pennsylvania. from Western Pennsylvania. Yeah, but like not the yeah. city. Those guys were like in some <laughs> rural. That movie was on recently, and it's still fucking it? good. It's a fucking. It Unbelievable is, movie. It's good. It is scary a good, too. Good, hard movie to watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have to go to Pittsburgh. They call people in Pittsburgh Yinzers, or I they call each other Yinzers. Yinzer. Yeah. It's supposed to be like mean? they say use or something. Yin, yinz, are Yinz going someplace? Something like that. Yinzer? I don't know. They, speak, they talk funny there. I would like one of. They don't talk listeners. funny in New York. They talk yeah. funny everywhere else. They talk funny everywhere else though. I would like one of our listeners to explain what a yinzer is. Somebody from Pittsburgh can let me Somebody know. Somebody from Pittsburgh, please. Let please me know post on what, Facebook. what a fucking yinzer is and why you're proud to call yourself a yinzer. I mean, do you call yourself funny. a New Yorker? No, no man. No, I just call myself me. <laughs> I don't really But you know, people from Western Pennsylvania, like, that's where you start getting, like, the lazy A's of the Midwest. Like, it's, it's kind of like this rolling thing of, like, weird accents. 
You know who is from Western Pennsylvania who has the most awesome accent ever? Who's that? Who? Joe Namath. <laughs> Joe Namath. He does have that weird accent. He's always like it really, you know what? It really comes out when he's drinking. <laughs> oh, which that is was always. Uh, that's not fair to Broadway, Jim. <laughs> that's totally not fair to Jim. My friend. Do you think he was drunk when he when he appeared on the Brady Bunch? Ooh, that's a great question. Oh God! If he that wasn't drunk, do you think? He made a pass at Ann B. Davis, a.k.a. Alice. <laughs> no, Nelson. he definitely made a pass at Marsha, though. Marsha was, was jailbait back then. She was <laughs> yeah, underage. So what? But maybe If he was, was going to kiss Susie Colbert on the sideline, it was, that's, that's her name. I don't give a damn. I'm just going to kiss you. I'm just going to kiss you. <laughs> My friend Peter Browse wants me to produce a biopic about Broadway Joe Namath. No. Yeah. And B. Davis. No, that'd be no, a better... No, that'd be a, he, that is she be dead? Better. She died, she died. right? But, yeah. but I saw him this week, and once yeah. every time I see him, he's like, you have to make this movie. And then, to, to uh, sweeten the pot, he said, yeah. if you produce this movie, yeah. I'm telling you right now, I've got a check for $50,000 for you. <laughs> I gotta think. Isn't didn't like the NFL Network do like a football life or no? On, not, on a, Jonah? Not, not a not a documentary. An actual oh biopic. Like, oh, 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 biopic of Joe Willie uh, Namath. Oh, that and, would be kind of awesome. It would be awesome. But what Browse yeah. doesn't know is his fifty thousand dollars is a drop in the bucket of what, bucket of what it takes, right? To make right. a Joe Willie Namath biopic, I'm thinking mm. like twenty million, easy. That would be yeah, but that would be to awesome. Forty. I'd go see it. Who do you think should play Joe Namath? I don't know. I don't know. I want you to think about that. Okay. Who hey, you know what movie opened this week? Wonder Woman. With the Israeli Gal Gadot. Gal, Gal Gadot. Gal. Yeah. This, people are boycotting it. Only in Lebanon. Stupid BDS people. Ugh. And, 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 and the men, Lebanese bandit. And men are pissed off because they're having women-only screenings. <laughs> You know what? If you're a the white, movie, I, if you're a white man, just calm the fuck down already. Calm the like, fuck down, right? Exactly. Why are you the so agreeable? Word is that the movie's awesome. Yeah, it's supposed to be good. Yeah. Why is the white man so aggrieved in this country? <laughs> I don't know. They own all the shit. I know they man. got the whole fucking thing. It's not the war on white men. It's I know. just a, it, it's fucking bullshit. All lives matter, Stephen. Uh, oh right. <laughs> I know. I know. They do. Just mine matters right. more than most. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If I'm a white man, mine matters more than the much, rest of yours. Much more. So fuck off. Stop the bullshit. I don't want... It's discrimination women-only screenings. You know, right? women, have, women, they have everything. What more do they want? What more do they want? They're, soon they're going to want to be in our golf clubs. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> they got everything. I don't know. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> All right, on that note. On that note, I'm just going to leave you with one last thought. Do it. Yankees won. Ah, yes! Yankees won. They are so much fun when they win. Oh, my God. It's so good to watch them win. So good. So much better than the last few years. I know. All right, episode 31 in the books. We're back. Thanks, everyone. We'll be in touch. Out.